Go ahead and turn to John 14 this morning. And as I always encourage, please bring your Bible to church, even though we have scriptures on the screen. It's always good to have your own to uh, look at and refer back to. I got to tell you, this morning I was, uh, like I normally do, I was flipping through my notes again just to read through them, and I thought, man, there are three sermons in here, and I don't want to overwhelm everybody. So I kind of tweaked some things this morning. You get one sermon today. Yeah, that can change. I do have the rest of the notes here. So, who, right, who was the wise guy? I got to tell you, when I was about eight or ten years old, I can remember riding down the road. And I, and I have this image in my mind, riding down the road in the back seat of the car. My dad's driving. And somehow we got on the discussion of cars and driving. And I can remember my dad saying, by the time you learn to drive, we'll have flying cars. And I said something like, really, Dad? And he's like, yep, that's where we're heading. And, 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 I, and I mean, I was excited, right? I was looking forward so much to that day. Um, and because, you know, when you're when you have the more emotions you have, the more things are set in your memory. That's why it's so vivid to me. They've proven that. The more emotion it triggers, the more it sets in your memory. And my theory is that's why you forget a lot as you go older, because nothing really phases you anymore. So, right. But this was going to be that I was going to be the first in my family to only drive a flying car. Right. How cool was that? So looking forward to that day. And I'm still waiting. Got to tell you, um, although the day is much closer, I will tell you that. Um, what started out maybe as little uh, remote-controlled helicopters has turned into these incredibly sophisticated drones, which has in turn uh, evolved into these new ultralight vehicles. There's a lot of companies working on them uh, that will be, in essence, the flying car. Um, one of them is uh, Toyota's got a SkyDrive. I got a picture of it there. I'd like to be tooling around in one of those guys, huh? So that's Toyota's effort. There's another company uh, by the name of Opener that's got one called Black Fly. And uh, they're said to be very near to production. Uh, and you don't, because it's an ultralight vehicle, you don't need a pilot's license. Oh my goodness. You imagine what that'll be like. Um, but then again, the only people that are going to have them are those with a few hundred thousand dollars lying around. So, um, yeah, they're limited by the FFA to or the FAA, I should say, to about 62 miles an hour. And they can only go about 25 miles on a charge at this point. But they're still really cool, aren't they? <laughs> so we're close, at least for rich people. Right. Um, so what does all this have to do with John 14? I don't know. I just think they're cool. No, Um so Jesus is talking to them like my dad talked to me about that day, right? When I, when I would be the one to drive a flying car. Jesus is talking to them about that day, a, a spiritual day when everything was going to change. Think about it for a minute. After the fall in the garden, right? 
Romans 1 tells us that, uh, that pretty much as a whole, mankind had begun to turn away from God, giving themselves to immorality, inventing their own religions, etc., etc. Then about 2,500 years later, God does something brand new. He establishes the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as his covenant people, brings them into their land, gives them the law through Moses, right? Gives them, this is how you will relate to God. He opens up this whole thing of worship with the sacrificial system, with the different feasts and the celebration and the priesthood and the temple and the whole thing, right? It was brand new, something that hadn't happened before. It was a new era. It was a new day in human beings relating to God. And now Jesus is telling his disciples, it's all going to change again. This relationship between God and man, it's going to be different. A new way to relate to God, not through law, but through love. Not having individual sins atoned for by sacrifices, but by being cleansed once for all by the sacrifice of the Son of God. Not having the temple as the center of worship, but becoming the temple. God's presence actually living inside the worshiper, right? Something that had never happened before. Last week, we started this message called In That Day from Jesus' words in John 14, 20. And you and I are blessed to live in that day. Morning, Zoomers. Good to have you with us this morning. So uh, let's look at it again. John 14. I want to look at verse 18 this morning. Where Jesus says this. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. What a comforting verse to these disciples. Think about it where they're at at this point in time. Okay, they've been with Jesus for for roughly three and a half years, and he's telling them, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm not going to be here. Right. Can you just imagine what's going on through their heads? They gave up everything to be his disciples and they've got to be thinking, but Lord, we're nowhere near ready to carry this thing on. We we can't take this ball. We We don't even know what it's all about yet. Right. It it all revolved around him and him being there and him establishing his kingdom. And now he's leaving and it's like, what? Right. And what do we do when he's gone? We're going to be like orphan children. Right. Without a home. And, you know, it can be like that for us, too, can't it? When we come to faith. In Jesus, and we're born again, and we're changed on the inside, and and, and we come out of the world, don't we? We're we're, we're transformed in in our hearts. Um, we we we're, we're different. We're changed. We have this new joy in Jesus. Yes, and we feel clean, and we feel whole, and we feel close to God. But as far as the world goes, now there's this disconnect, isn't there? We 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 kind of it's like we don't fit anymore. So we can feel like orphans. I'll never forget years ago, 
Another thing that, that hit me emotionally, when my oldest brother said to me face to face, he said, I, I don't know about all this Jesus stuff, he says, but all I know is I don't have my brother anymore. Wow. It can be lonely at times, can't it? Even in our families, on the job, in school, on the team. And especially in the beginning, we're, we're like children, right? We're not strong enough to stand on our own. But Jesus says here, knowing their thoughts, he says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to come to you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not just going to go to heaven and leave you on your own. I'm going to come to you. And I see two things here for them and for us. First of all, as we know, he did come to them, didn't he? After his death and resurrection, Jesus appeared to them in the flesh, right? Um, although in the flesh, he, he appeared in their midst with the doors locked, right? So he proved to them that it was him, and yet he proved to them that he was no mere human being that he was and is God. Amen. But he also stayed with them, appearing at different times and talking with them over that 40-day period. He strengthened them, okay, as, as he helped them to understand then what he accomplished for them on the cross, the salvation that, that was theirs, uh, what he did in, in offering his blood and, and providing for the cleansing of their sins once and for all. He explained to them what the kingdom is all about, not the earthly kingdom with, with Jerusalem at it, that being the capital as they expected it to be, but a spiritual kingdom, right, where, where he reigns in the hearts of people all over the world, Okay. Um, and he told them what their purpose was, that now it was to them to share that message of that awesome salvation, to share the good news and to make disciples. So in the sense, you know, they weren't just flailing around. Now they, now they get it. Now they understand what it's all about. He strengthened them, giving them vision, giving them purpose, giving them understanding. But he also came to them later in the person of the Holy Spirit, okay? The Holy Spirit who is the Spirit of the Father and the Spirit of the Son. Are you with me? That's the mystery of the Trinity. Where one is, all three are. They're, they're one. They are of the same essence. How they have different personalities and, and, and all that, of course, we'll never understand till we get there. Our, it, God does not fit our grid. He's totally beyond. We see one person, one personality contained in a body. That we understand. Three personalities and, and all this in one. We, okay, it is what it is, right? Um, so where the one is, the three are. Where the Holy Spirit is, Jesus is. We talked last week in depth about this helper who would come, right? He would be with them, not only with them, but living in them. He would be with them continually to teach them, to guide them, to comfort them, to encourage them. 
to live inside them and never, ever leave them. So through the Holy Spirit, Jesus did again. He came to them and to us. Right? Likewise, you and I who now live in that day when, when, when we're not orphans. We're not orphans. When we're born again, we're not just simply converted to a new religion and then left to ourselves. No, he comes to us in the Holy Spirit. He comes. We, we say we ask Jesus into our heart, right? As we talked about last week, Corinthians, where Paul says, don't you know you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? The essence of God, the Spirit of God comes to live inside of us. Jesus comes to us to guide us, to teach us, revealing his mind and heart to us. We're never alone. Never, ever alone. But that's not all, is it? He's also given us another incredible gift. A family. A family, hasn't he? We're not orphans. Once again, church, look around. These are your brothers. These are your sisters. You're not displaced. You have a family. And not just in this church, but in the church down the road and in the church in Africa and the church in Australia and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? We have a family. A family where we're welcomed. Where we're included valued, and loved. Sure, like any family, we're going to have our squabbles from time to time, right? But at the end of the day, we're family. We're there for each other, rejoicing with those who rejoice, mourning with those who mourn, helping bear one another's burdens, encouraging one another, and working together for the kingdom working together to get that message out, working together to make disciples like in Bible study and Sunday school and Sunday mornings and all the other things that we do, right? Working together as a family. Yes, there are times when all of us probably feel alone, right? We do, but don't fall for the enemy's lie. He loves to do that, doesn't he? No, no, nobody cares, right? Don't fall for the lie. Number one, know for certain that he himself is with you. He said, I will never, what's that word? Never leave you, never forsake you. He doesn't live in you and then go to the store. <laughs> right? He doesn't live in you and say, oh, well, you... Uh, you know, you said a bad word, so I'm out of here, right? He's not like that. He's with you always, Jesus said. I'll send you a helper to be with you forever. You're never, ever alone. Be still and know that I am God, Psalmist said. Amen. And not only that, but he has given us a great family a family of believers, a family of people who understand 
a family of people that we can depend on and grow with. So let me say it again. You and I, we are not orphans. Jesus didn't go up to heaven and leave us alone. We have him. We have each other. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you so much for this plan. And we thank you so much that you haven't left us. No matter how we feel sometimes, Lord, because of different circumstances, the truth is that you haven't left us, that you would not forsake us. And Lord, we are so thankful, God, as we have seen this walked out here in this place, the people that come forward when there is a need, the people that extend a hand, that, that, that give a word of encouragement, that are there for each other. Lord, we thank you so much for our church family. What a blessing in our lives. Lord, help us to not only know these things, but to walk in them more and more. Let the joy of your presence walk with us in this week. And the joy of this family, Lord, as we hear about needs, that our hands just automatically reach out, loving one another in your name. And we thank you for that blessing. Just give you all the praise and all the honor. Through Jesus we pray and all God's family said, Amen.